correct. <laughs> you know, I'm a 45-year-old space nerd. Each and every one of us is a crew member here on Spaceship Earth. The Galactic Guys, John Ennis and Mighty Mike Taylor. There is a space age quality to them. This is the Galactic Coast Power Hour on Final Draft Radio. That is right. This is the Galactic Coast Power Hour. and We are coming to you live from the ACU of Texas studio on the top floor of the historic Gemini building. Just down the street from Mission Control and the home of human spaceflight. My name is John Ennis, and I'm joined by my brother and brew, Money Mike Taylor. Yo, yo. And our sister and brew, Sylvia, for Trade Mobile App, Benvenidas. Hello, hello. But enough about us. We are pumped to have the region's newest and maybe one of the oldest breweries on the show tonight as we welcome the lads from Brigadoon Brewery into the studio. That's Alan Ward and Brad Rogers. Hey, fellas, thanks for coming. Thanks for having us out. Thank you. Thanks for coming, man. So, Glad to be here. Awesome, awesome. So we kind of tease you as the, one of the newest because you just opened a tap room in Pasadena. Right. But also one of the oldest because you've, you've been uh, in the brewing game for a while. A lot of people are probably familiar with the brand and some of your offerings. Do you want to talk a little bit about the history of the Brigadoon Brewery? Sure. It's our 10th year. We'll celebrate this October. It seems awesome. like just the other day. Nice. Uh, yeah. It's, it seems like just the other day we started brewing. <laughs> so let's be our 10th year at the Texas Renaissance Festival. We just opened a place in Pasadena up. Uh, we're getting that kind of tweaked in a little bit here and there. Um, Brigadoon started uh, with a concept by my wife that said, uh, hey, your home brewing has got out of control. You should either go pro or back off. Popular theme. Popular right, theme. Yeah. Started, Popular theme. Started, show. started gathering so many different little apparatuses that yeah. it started taking over the house. Yeah. Apparati? I don't. Apparati. Kids I don't are going know, to. I, I've never heard that story before. But what I'm curious about is uh, now the name. Yeah. How did you come up with the name? What is it in reference to? There's several definitions of the word brigadoon. Well, but the definition of the word actually is bridge to doom. But uh, we were looking for a name and couldn't figure it out. We had a lot of them on the table, monks of intoxication and brothers of inebriation. They were all thrown out there. <laughs> there was uh, some I can't mention on the radio. But we came up with the idea of God spoke to us. Um, and a we, good speech to I know. Us. Yes, yes, Lord. <laughs> we yes, should brew, brew more. It's funny because they can't hear me, but you guys can't. <laughs> Okay. All right. Well, that's the voice of God speaketh again. <laughs> so anyway. these, these voices in my head. Right. <laughs> yeah, not, right. Not very often. Right. So we, uh, we came up with the idea of Brigadoon. And the story of Brigadoon is uh, two Americans go to Scotland to hunt. Okay. So. Roger Hammerstein's. Right. The, right, right. the 1947. Exactly. Production of a, of a play that, that it's two, two New Yorkers. They go to hunt in, uh, in Scotland. Serendipitously lost in the Scottish Highlands fall into this town. They yeah. find a village, and uh, one of the guys falls in love with a young lady, which... Fiona. Uh, Fiona. And uh, the problem is that uh, the village is hidden by witches, by God, by the priest, and the deal with God. And the deal is, you once you're there, you can't leave. So the American can't really commit to living there forever after meeting this world for one day. I mean, lust is great, but love is a little different. And he goes back to America. And then he just, he's heartstroken. He just can't believe it. He just has to go back. And his friend said, well, she won't be there. He goes, I know, but I'll be close to where she was. I will be in 100 years. So he goes back to Scotland and looking down the valley, and the town starts to reappear. And the old man who runs the town's on the hill on on the bridge, and he runs down to it. He says, I thought you only came back one every 100 years. He goes, I, lad, but we always come back for love, true love. So for us, us, the idea of Renaissance Festival we started out there. We had no idea whether it would be a hit or, 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 or trash. So uh, the deal was as long as you love our beer, we'll come back every year. And if the love gets strong enough, we'll stay. Well, now the love's getting yeah. strong enough, and we're going to stay. Now, 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 now the love's so strong, you have to do that and then even expand into it, exactly. a standalone. Yeah, we can't meet demand, so that right. was our, our problem. Staying all year round now. So, so, the, so the plan was always to go into the the Renaissance Festival, with, w- at least when you came up with the name, because that name seems to fit so well. well. Yeah, we. I can't think of a better name for a brewery in a no Renaissance kidding. Festival. <laughs> I mean, okay, all the townspeople wear 18th century garb. These people are from New. I mean, you're it in the fit. Renaissance Festival. It you fit. fall in love with it, and then you unrequited love brings you, tries to bring you back. It's you know. We already had a booth at the Renaissance Festival. We sold uh, candy. 
uh, okay. Pixie okay. Candy. The kids made little deals out of them and they sold it. <laughs> so you it. started with candy. Yeah, we started with candy and <laughs> worked our way to liquor. <laughs> candy for adults now. Yeah. Liquor is quicker. You got the kids to bring the adults to the booth yeah. and then you started serving beer. Hey, liquor is quicker. That is smart. That's sir. a sharp guy. Well, you know, it was easier that way. <laughs> <laughs> and if you don't, you know, just tell anything, I got beer to drink. Whereas the candy, I only eat so much candy and then I'm just fat. <laughs> So there's no other breweries and other festivals? Like other uh, there is one other brewery it's out on Renaissance Festival right? Grounds in Pennsylvania, but they do not brew in period equipment. Uh, mm-hmm. They brew with modern equipment and just have a back door to the festival. So we're the only ones in the United States. Uh, to my knowledge, we're the only ones in the world doing it on a continual basis uh, and actually serving back to the public. A lot of places do little demos and, and little stuff, but we're the only ones actually yeah. making the beer. Okay. For the millions of people listening, I mean that just probably went over their head. Period. <laughs> that's it. That's a good. That's, I mean, a, good, that's a good segue we can't, into, we can't, into, yeah, we into can't, what I need to, to dig into about. I was about which to say, is, we can't leave it alone. We got to yeah, dig deeper no, into that. So that is kind of the, the cool scenario. Okay. And uh, we got. Yeah, we have a God has come in and moved things around. Yeah, yeah just bring it on closer to me. Low it's fine. camera, low <laughs> camera. <laughs> he wasn't talking about the one camera. Don't mind me. It's just your mother. <laughs> that was the Houston Radio Legend Adam Smasher with the assist. So, uh, period, you know, period, period equipment. Now, so as a modern <clears throat> brewer. You know, we set certain guidelines for ourselves of things that have to happen, right? We set things in a timeline right. of things that have yeah. to happen, right? Things that we believe, and you know, there's a lot of myths. You, If you brew long enough, you start to debunk almost every myth that everybody's told you, except for the ones that are true, not to contaminate your beer. Everything else That's seems to learn. kind of fall to the wayside on a, on a lot of uh, hard-earned lessons, but... <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of questions about how y'all do a lot of stuff that I have for you. Honestly. Sure. Historically accurate yeah. brewing is what we're yes. talking about right now. Historically accurate brewing. So, uh, what, I mean, what's so that mean? So, it's the same thing, equipment, just, just a little different. Okay, uh, we've so got a copper kettle. Let's start with the hot liquor tank. Let's start at the beginning. Well, we have a copper kettle. Okay. And that's our hot liquor tank and our, our boil kettle, boil kettle. So, you so heat water and we, transfer it somewhere? We heat water, and then we've got a device. We attach a rack and literally lift the entire kettle and dump it over. Yeah, so it's like a giant okay, pot loader. Okay. Oh, yeah, so it's impressive. It's dangerous, let's, too. Let's, okay, Scottish, no, no, no pumps. Rack. No okay. pumps. So, 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 Scottish breweries, what they used to do is they were multi-level. Gravity, sure, sure, right. So and they would gravity, gravity pour. So Absolutely. since we're only single level, what we end up doing is he built a. A lot of them were on uh, hills, so that yeah. right, right, right. natural. That's right. So right, essentially, right. he built a, a stand. So we go from essentially like waist high to the floor, and we we heat in the copper kettle and pour into the mash tun. Do you and use then the use the too? copper kettle back again. Sure, yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, okay, yeah. okay, okay. That's so cool. you're using back again the, uh, the, the weight and the leverage of yeah. the sucking capability when when water goes below it. No, we just oh, dump we it. Straight up we just straight up dump straight it. Straight up pour yeah. it. It is a very wow. dangerous, it's, hostile action. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, it, it is seriously. We we're gonna dump <laughs> twenty gallons. Last year that I caught a yeah. Two years ago. How large your quantity of twenty gallons? Dead gum. That's that's so, that's 160 pounds, by the way. Yeah. So and that's Boiling. lifted by by humans. Yes. Yeah. Y'all are fucking crazy. <laughs> we, we are. We lost our mind a long time ago. <laughs> fucking crazy. Yeah. It's very unique. We got a uh, we have a uh, pivot point and we put a piece of wood uh, like a ladder using a lever and a ladder and we use a, a giant strap. belt to strap sure, it on sure. there and we use science. It's a it's a new term in the renaissance period <laughs> you know you, you know uh science seems to be a term not used by you know some breweries these days so yeah you know, i think i think science is good on every level then we pour it and there's about 30 seconds of absolute terror <laughs> Why is it? well it can go horribly wrong it splashes yeah. it's, yeah. it's boiling water I mean, that's a good beer name absolute yeah. terror it's available <laughs> <laughs> so we'll, we'll pour that over, and literally, uh, if you're not careful, you can get, burn yourself seriously. Mm-hmm. Then Bra- immediately bread. start uh, start s- stirring. We will pour pour in the mash tun, mm-hmm. then add our grain to it. Oh, but, and add your grain to it, which, we, which we hand mill. Sure, sure. Uh, and then we. Oh my God, you hand mill. Hand yeah. mill. Okay, hold on. So uh, I can't afford a horse or a water gallon. Twenty gallons of water. So uh, let's see. 
That's about sixty pounds of grain. It can on a, be on an Irish. Yeah, it on a, it on can a be RIS probably seventy five. Yeah, it yeah, it depends be. on the brew. On the brew, yeah, sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. But a yeah. pilsner be around forty, forty five. Well, we don't do a pilsner. No. Well, a lighter because Scotland would not do yeah. a pilsner would be inaccurate. Trying try to trick me, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> As, would, right. Scot would Scotland do a Russian Imperial Stout? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Once they found out about it, they would. We cheat, yeah, right. mate. <laughs> <laughs> we cheat. <laughs> Selective cheating. Yeah, uh, well, that's that we get. The Vikings might have brought that over at some point, right? Right. Uh, the Viking beer would have been sure made out of honey, right. though, and it would have been a mead, probably. But both of our historic beers, our, our English and our Scottish, are both historically accurate. So those are lighter-bodied. You know, looking at four sure, percent sure. alcohol beer. So the grain bill is a lot less than that. Right, but it's uh, the Scotland's version of a Pilsner, I guess you would say. Yeah. It's just yeah. Like some kind of session, lighter beer. Lighter beer. Yeah. 60 shillings is what we do up there. Yeah, 60 shillings. It's like just a table beer. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, by the time by the time you know we show up, we ride a bus up to Renfest, so by the time we show up, we've drank so much jungle juice that uh, there's no way I'm going to be drinking something that doesn't have... Eight or nine percent alcohol. Uh, no, 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 we got cycles. We have um, so, we have a little road that we go. We take we take the same sequence all around, and we hit Brigadoon. You know, timely every hour. You know, we try to hit it as often as we can. And I run sorties. We I go in. I turn to the left. I get my first one. I find where the group goes. Then wherever they grow, I'll be like, I'll be where y'all going. I'll be right back. <laughs> boom, boom. <laughs> yeah. So we we've got what two or three big beers. We've got yeah. The Scott the Imperial Stout, and we've got the Green Oak. Which is our uh, imperial IPA? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we've got a dragon, which we don't make a lot of dragon, but it's also a pretty big beer. It's a what an old ale, I guess. It's an old ale. Yeah, it's like nine point nine. Yes, yeah. I've had the old ale. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But there's no way I'm gonna go anywhere less than an old ale or like a. By the time I get, it's just my 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 taste buds are washed out. Black Plains yeah. are our best seller. We will do usually about twenty get twenty barrels. Um, I can understand why. That was that was you know I'm a Russian Imperial Stout. I love that. I mean you know if you're gonna if you're gonna break my heart, it's gonna be with a Russian Imperial Stout for sure. And that was by accident. Did we started doing that one. I think help, we have a Russian out, Imperial Stout uh, string going on that we've had in right. the last four, five, yeah. or six shows. Uh -huh. Maybe almost every show. We yeah. put Baltica against quite a few other Russian Imperials and. Mm -hmm. You know, it's close. I mean, you know, everybody has their, their you know, style of doing a Russian right. Imperial, but, I mean, when they're done right, they're done right, man. And we tried to do ours with, with the original, a lot of research put into that, what the original Russian Imperial stat would have been. And sure. that's Excellent. how it came up well, with. Well, what impresses me is the equipment that y'all are doing it on. I mean, you know, we, we I know so many homebrewers that can brew a Russian Imperial Stout, however imperfect it might be in small places. Right. Y'all's, however, I haven't detected any flaws in y'all's. Uh, I, mean, I mean, it happens just like anybody no, else. No, 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 We've no. had some actually, bad matches. Actually, <clears throat> I, I think any flaws that y'all would pick up would be in the natural brewing process and mm -hmm. are part of the style Could of the be. beer. So I've never... I've never tasted anything that wasn't part of the beer myself. So we brew two ways of the Renaissance. Yeah. Historically up front on the uh, Copper Kettle Oak mm -hmm. Mash Tun. And in back, we got a two-barrel stainless steel system, direct fire, uh, which is still – it's the Renaissance Festival is by, by art, by touch and feel. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's not science up there. Um, we, we play science, but it's Even not. on the stainless <laughs> system, it's, it's hard to yeah. – I like, heard it best. The guy said, I play a scientist on TV. Yeah. But. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's, it's hard to maintain, like, keep exact temperatures and exact uh, measurements on a direct fire, especially the three-vessel direct fire we have up there. Absolutely. It's just, it's just near <laughs> impossible to get yeah. dead on. Our electric system, but we in the new place we have an electric system, and it's – I mean, easy, it's peasy. perfect. Yeah. Easy, it's, peasy, well, but, you say that. We're having problems tweaking in because we're used to brewing oh, by art and touch yeah. and, and feel, <laughs> and now we have to make it science. And yeah. that's, that's not that easy. I could maybe help you all with that with the electric with the refining because I built the system that master, we, that master we, electrician that and we uh, ran on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So fine tuning it was. Uh, it was. Yeah. It's, a it's yeah. still a touch and feel what, operation. It's getting the beer where we, where we want it. Yeah. And so it's the same flavor we had up there. That's that's been our deal. And our main problem has been water. Yeah, yeah um, our, our dude, water volume. How much water? So our new oh system. My God, it's water. We when we moved, we oh my God, it's like so. Okay, back up. <laughs> so, our, so our new our new uh, brew system is just as unique as it is as the old school one is. Uh, so we're using a, a system by Colorado Brewing Systems. I mean, they're not sponsoring us or anything, but that's who we bought it from, and they. Um, 
It's a three vessel. Um, no, no, no. It's very unique. It's real unique. Really unique. What it, is, what it actually, actually is is, is it's phone, it's so. two different brew houses next to each other that are one and a half barrels each, and it's does like a brew boss. It's it's almost a brew in the bag, but not quite. So essentially, the mash tun sits inside the lauter tun. And we mash in, and then instead of removing the liquid from the mash tun, we remove, remove the, the mash tun from the liquid. Right. Remove the grains. And the gravity and drops. You, and then you sparge. Yeah. You yes. sparge sparingly, though. You yes, can't exactly. Full right. No. Because you're yeah. not submerging the grains again. So right. You have, Correct. You're losing a little bit, but. You know, not that with, much, with really. The ability no. to, to move on, you're gaining efficiency. Because we. By, so yeah. we gained a lot of efficiency, but the that. problem is we're somewhere halfway between yes. a brew in a bag and a three vessel. So it's like somewhere right in the middle, and that's where we're trying to dial in, is to, to figure out the little bit of sparge we need to do versus um, like a traditional three-vessel or four-vessel so system. right off the bat, I would say uh, y'all are adding more water to the mash, correct? Mm -hmm. Right? I mean, that's going to bring your gravity down, but that's fine because you're, tr you're still trying to get as much as you can out of there. But How the efficiency, agitation, though, but our efficiency has gone way up. Some kind of yeah. agitation. We, we do recirculation. Yeah. It's continuous okay, recirculation. So continuous continuous recirculation. So we get, well, me and Brad went to went to Wyoming. We went to Cheyenne, Wyoming, and brewed on the system up yeah. there. They didn't sparge at all. We laughed at them. We said, what, you don't sparge? What well, kind of idiot are you? We, I did, and but it was, sometimes I would do another method that would, that would basically be no sparge, but the, the sparging does get you those last bits but you well, have to pay attention scientifically as you're pulling those you get the tannins bits. out. So, or, yeah, so the, the other thing, wrong. though, is this system is so much more efficient than our old system that the, since the efficiency went up, our grain bill and our hops uh, schedule went down. Yeah. What's yeah. Your efficiency? So we're actually losing what's less. Your, what's your efficiency on the uh, Renaissance system? Oh, 60, God. 60, 70-something, 70, 70s. 70. Yeah. Dude, if you're in the 70s, yeah. you're maybe 70. Yeah. Our, uh, I think the, the the efficiency on this system is like 85. Yeah, yeah. it's Dude, amazing. With the, with the Blickman on our pilot, we got 92. Nice. But we may get we may <laughs> no, get there. It was, it was yeah. crazy. So for a long time, we did uh, I did double double batches. We had two of those 55 mash tons, and I would do two of them, and then do two of them right. again in one day to fill up our to fill yeah. up mm -hmm. our Yep, yep. Right to almost seven barrels. But because the efficiency was so good, it was like, I mean, we'd almost be a fool to get another mash tun. I mean, even right. though it takes a little longer, yeah. it's like, you know, we're getting the... But then when we switched to the big mash tun, <clears throat> it was like, uh, we need like 600 pounds of grain. It's like, yeah. wow. Yeah. Okay, put it yeah, I know. I, I milled 500 today, and I'll do 500 tomorrow. Yeah. So yeah. We'll, yeah. Do, we'll do 1,100 nice. pounds. Mill. Yeah. But not nice. by hand. Uh, I'm no. loading every bag by hand. Well, well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> now that counts for something. But, but I'm going to tell you, milling, I've milled 20, 20 pounds, yeah. 40 pounds. Yeah. We, we milled the first time we did our, our big brew, our 55-gallon brew. That was uh, that was 85 pounds of grain. And halfway through, I took the handle off and put my drill on it and burned it up, trying to finish yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. I was like, we, we, have, a, we have apprentices. Minions. Yeah, we make, the, we, we, make, we make the apprentices do it. You must learn <laughs> yeah. to do the handle. Yeah, yeah nope, that's exactly right. you got to start with the handle. Do you want to brew when you come brew? And we have had some professional brewers come brew with us, then, you know, we start them at the mill. Here you go. Right? Oh, my God, yeah. Well, that's humbling, and most of them have probably done it anyway. They have, they have. If they brewed somewhere else, they probably And that's why they're there. They all the professional brewers come work with us. They want to do the hands on and get back to touching and, and the actual art of the fee of the science of the right. brew, not the science part. Well, look, we, we need to talk more about the art and more about the science and more about the differences between where you're at and where you were and where you want to be. But first, I think we need to take a little break. They're all we could afford. The Galactic Coast Power Hour. More with these two. In just a minute. Coastal Shade Company is the Houston and Gulf Coast leader in outdoor shade coverings, from palapas to pergolas, pavilions, and more. Looking for an outdoor kitchen or fireplace? No one will provide you greater value than Coastal Shade Company. Contact us today at 832-917-7672 or visit us online at coastalshadeco.com. 
The average person moves five times over their lifetime. If it's moving time for you, John Wilkinson is ready to help sell your home quickly, professionally, at the best possible price. John's personalized and unique marketing plan will get your home in front of the most qualified buyers and their agents by means of real estate magazines, online listing sites, social media, direct marketing, and yes, even on the radio. Call John Wilkinson at 281-974-0739 or email him at john at jwgetsitsold.com to get your house on the market and featured on the Bringing It Home show on Vinyl Draft Radio. Contact John Wilkinson with Better Homes and Gardens. Gary Green, the real estate agent invested in you. Lamont Brands is a veteran-owned business serving the Houston Clear Lake area and beyond. Their in-house capabilities include screen printing, embroidery, rhinestones, heat press transfers and thermal flex design, as well as e-commerce solutions and on-site fulfillment. If you're looking to brand your business through custom apparel and or promotional products, Lamont Brands should be your first and only call. Lamont Brands is located at 920 Gemini in Houston. Give them a call at 281-286-7553 or visit them online at lamontbrands.com. The light beer you've been waiting for has arrived. Corona Premier is a superior light lager brewed to be easy drinking with a taste that's undeniably Corona. Premier is an exceptional light beer, perfect for taking a moment to look around and appreciate all that you've accomplished so far. Lower carbs, lower calories, higher expectations. Corona Premier, enjoy the view. Drink responsibly. Corona Premier, imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois. Did you miss us? We're back. Live from the ACU of Texas Studios, the Galactic Coast Power Hour with John Ennis and Mighty Mike Taylor. That is right. We're back with the Galactic Coast Power Hour and we're visiting with the lads from Brigadoon Brewery. Uh, just opened up a brand new brewery in Pasadena. Yes, and, we did. Uh, and they're the, the brewery that a lot of people know from the Renaissance, Texas Renaissance Festival. And we're drinking some of their beers that, right now. Brad, what are we drinking? Uh, this is the Green Ogre. It's a uh, Imperial IPA. No, he's um, not, I don't think I have any. Oh, was this? <laughs> no, no. no. That was not it. I thought one of those was. This, okay, we got some here. Oh, it looks like it. Might be it looks like a hand. We have cup confusion. Cup confusion. So, you want to talk a little bit about the new new facility? You're right there in Pasadena. Pasadena. I mean, if anybody knows uh, a couple of local landmarks, right? we're, they were across, across Donkey. Donkey. That was where I was going. Uh, yep. Kind of near the, uh, the right, former. Uh, right next to Moments. 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 Used to be Bridget. Texas Sugars. Used to be Texas Sugars. Not that you've now been you're, there. You're taking me back to my high school days. Yep. <laughs> okay, so you have. Just remember my first fake ID. <laughs> Don Key. <laughs> no, I'm talking about Texas <laughs> No, we always used to go there when we were a little younger, and you know, you just sneak in, sneak in with the yeah. with the crowd. Everybody's working so many margaritas, and usually the the guys, the Latino brother mans, they didn't. They were like, okay. <laughs> Did you see the you little, did, right? Did you see the one arm dancer? Yep. When you were there? Yeah. What? Well, we used to always count bullet wounds. Yep, yep. Oops. Dude, well, yeah, we're, we're transitioning on. Yeah. <laughs> We've gone to another subject. Black Blade. Anyway, so. <laughs> That's green ogre we're drinking. Green ogre. I'll bring it back on task. So, uh, the difference between how you do things at the Renfest versus how you do things now in your new Pasadena location. So, you're telling me you have two side by side. Barrel and a half system, mm -hmm. right? Do they combine into a we can yeah. barrel, a uh, single ke uh, kettle that's three we, barrels? No, we have two three barrel systems. Two three barrels with baskets. They can brew two, two different beers two or one, and one and six barrel. Three total. Okay, and they and they nice. can they cross serve. We can or do separate or, or separate. So, what's your largest fermenter? Six barrels. Yeah, nice. Okay, cool, cool, cool. So you can either. No, we're double. not talking about it. They're a two three barrel, right? Yeah. Yeah, you let me say the wrong thing. Should've well, I wasn't going to correct you on the air. We should have. We should have, yeah. <laughs> Listen, dude, when I get home, you're in yeah, trouble. Yeah, two, three. <laughs> two, three barrel. There is no shame Six in the here. Six total. No, that's fine. Even if you so, schlitz, so the confusion is try. some of these beers, like the, the Imperial Stout, that that is uh, everyone enjoys so much, has such a big beer and has such a big grain bill, mm -hmm. that in a three-barrel vessel, we can only make a barrel and a half of it. 
So yeah, I understand that because uh, the, the your mash tun your mash tun gets so full that that you can't right yeah yeah. So we have yeah. to do two cycles and then two turns on it to, in order to. That's get the, the same problem with the Renaissance yeah. and our back equipment was the same problem. We couldn't do right right right. Yeah. Two, I know. I specifically my homebrew system I designed to be fifteen barrels so I could or fifteen fifteen pounds. barrel. That's a pretty good homebrew system. Yeah. <laughs> TTABC is gonna come talk to you. <laughs> Dude, you just broke the law. <laughs> Did you fire that up? Fifteen <laughs> gallons, so that I could brew right. five five gallons, gallons of a high beer, the Russian pale stout, or exactly. a double IPA, or whatever, because that's right. what it takes, man. It it's one third. It's a little more than one third of your system, but one third is safe. We max out our systems all the time. Right. I'm I'm bad about that. I mean, that's how you know you're pushing the edge, right? <laughs> we, I mean, we live on the edge, literally. <laughs> Sometimes flowing over the edge. Yeah. Right. Our first batch of new system uh, will be out pretty soon called Patient Zero. Um, we, we maxed nice. out the entire capacity the first time out. Hell yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. This, one, yeah. this one's going to be Black Plague, Patient Zero. Zero. Patient Zero. <laughs> We've been, we have now been a Russian Imperial double IPA. Mm-hmm. Russian wow. Imperial Stout double IPA. Okay. Oh, nice. Yeah. We're never going to do it again, so we need to get it what's on tap. <laughs> Is it on tap right now? <laughs> no, we got it. It'll be on tap uh, two years from now. Maybe Three this weekend. No, next couple, weekend. Couple ne weeks. Next weekends. Yeah. So, how long do you age the Black Plague, the normal one, not barrel aged, before you serve it? We like to have at least four week, four to six weeks, but uh, it, Black Plague's probably best at six months to eighteen months old. Mm -hmm. That's what I would say. Six about a year. Months. It's about a year. Yeah. Unfortunately, we can't. We have a hard time. Well, meeting that capacity, right, yeah. meeting that, that especially length. on the grounds of like the Renfest. Yeah. yeah, we suggest that our customers buy an extra bottle and cellar it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, true, true. No, it, true. It's, yeah. To me, it's best at eighteen months. Yeah, eighteen months. Yeah, yeah. A year and, have, and a half is usually where a beer goes good. I have mm -hmm. some twenty ten uh, Bigfoots that I, um, I just opened one the other day. I yeah. have about eight or ten left, and. Uh, Good lord, man, that beer seems to never go bad. Yeah. We had a couple years ago, we had, I think, a three year old bottle of Black Plague. We've had five year old, and, and I'm oh, going to tell you man. that. I'd love to have a five year old Black Plague. It's so oh good. <laughs> it can be. It, but may not be. They kind of well, go on a journey, they right? Yeah. A journey. They can, yeah. 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 They, yeah. they, they access and come Hills and valleys, and yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. weird how that works. Yeah, it is. I've actually had beers where I would, I would keep them in a keg and age them and keep aging them and test them through a period of like four years and it's 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 weird how at some points it's like this is a totally different beer i don't like this right and then you wait six months and you go back and go, oh my god what is this yeah, yeah. <laughs> and if you have high alcohol and a lot of hops you can do that low alcohol low hops will, will not last no you're gonna spoil yeah. the yeast is gonna yeah. die inside you're gonna taste it immediately yeah yeah and bacteria is gonna grow there is exactly. bacteria yeah. in every beer you've ever tasted Mm -hmm. Its ability to grow depends on how much hops or what the process was. Can exactly. we open up that black thing? We can. Yeah. Hell yeah. So this is a top seller at Renaissance as well? This yeah, is our top seller our in general. general. general mm -hmm. Which was not our intention. Uh, we started doing it because someone said, hey, you don't do anything hard and manly. All your stuff's wimpy and light and alcohol. You can't do anything. We'll show you. Yeah, that's <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. What? Well, we have a fighting word. Exactly. We had complaints. We was hey, you know, all your beers are all historical. They're all wimpy and light-bodied and, and no little alcohol. So I said, we can do one. Hang on. There you go. Uh, and the and, rest is history. Yeah. And, you know, spite me, everybody loved it. So now it's a difficult <laughs> beer to brew. Uh, it's time-consuming. It's it's a royal pain. Um, fights you. It fights you all on the way. Well, if I know anything about Russian Imperial Stouts is not only do they fight you the entire way, is you really don't know how they're going to turn out until they turn that corner and they reveal themselves right there at that, at that like you're saying, the six to eight week, yeah. at eight week turn when it comes into its own. And people would look at me like I'm crazy, but I always said that the beer told me when it was ready. I didn't it tell will. it when no, it was ready. Exactly. There's no way you can tell a beer when it's ready. It will tell you, and people are like, well, it's been in there for three and then five, and then let's go his. No. You got to listen to the beer, or you will, you will falter in some Thank way. You. I always thought yeah. that. Yeah. 
I guess it'll yeah. be imported into her uh, Renaissance special vibe. Yeah. 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 So I'm, I'm looking uh, at the art too, how beautiful that is. Is that original drawing? Yeah. It's original drawing. Uh, a good friend of mine that I've known since elementary school, he, his grandmother lived down the street from me, drew that for us. Brother, give a shout out uh, to the grandma. I don't think I've ever seen the <laughs> grandma. Yeah. Grandma, the guy who drew it, his name was Brian Dew. He's uh, an incredible artist. So yeah, metal. Awesome job with that. Uh, so we actually we use it here. We also have T-shirts with that on it. I have it. It's yeah. my favorite shirt. I've had it, you know, since I, the first time I saw. It, I was like, oh, I have to have that shirt. And those are yeah. available for sale at the uh, we have location. at the Passy locations. We also have uh, pint glasses with that on there too. Available at the Passy location also. Well, this it is, is. A, this is original artwork too, and this was done oh, yeah. by my sister-in-law. Uh, so for everybody that goes to the Renfest once a year to enjoy your beer, now, now they, they have it all year round. round. Mm -hmm. And that's oh, at yeah. uh, 5041 Spencer Highway, number 703. That's exactly that's right. right. 5041 right. Spencer Highway, number so 703. So it's not only a brewery, it's a beer school. Tell us a little bit about that. What's going on there? We uh, we kind of backed off of that for a while. We're getting things set up. But we have in the past and are planning on offering educational classes on how to brew. Um, home brewers, and we work with a lot of professional brewers too. Who come and work with us from maybe a hops thing or a yeast thing or whatever. But uh, once we get everything settled in Pasadena, they allow us to have a year-round situation. The problem with Renaissance is you, we can get there year-round, but you can't very get there very easily. So we will begin to offer those probably in the spring. Uh, we're fixing to head into our busy season with the Renaissance Festival, so we'll offer those in the spring. And we also offer um, wedding classes too. You can come out and brew your own wedding beer. Oh, that's awesome. That's like yeah. a destination uh, right. vacation right, right there. So right. we've done that in the past, and we kind of will be picking that back up. we got a wedding on the 28th of yeah. June, uh, July. We're coming up for our first one nice. at the passing nice. location. Yeah, it gets a chance people come out. Maybe the father, the groom, the father, the bride come out and get to know each other, brew the beer, or the grooms sure, and their sure. bridesmaids. But we do that educational process also for those, too, so they get to learn and, and have that process. This keeps the knowledge and take it home. Right. But we'll start doing more respectful of the art yeah. that actually exactly. is what they put in their mouth. Yeah. We'll offer some home brew classes in probably around February, January, after the turn of the first of the year. We just have a lot of a lot of brewing to get done right now. No, we also do uh, we also do an apprenticeship program yes. during the Renaissance Festival. So now the apprenticeship program will actually allow you to come. You're, you're required to be there every weekend all the time. But essentially, that it's that like two a months volunteership, which is yeah. you you guarantee you're going to be be there for yes. every weekend and, yes. right through the entire Renfest and pitch in and be a but in garb in, in that in, garb, yeah. in that yeah. you get to learn how to brew. You work on the big system. You work on the little system. You learn every step of it you get your hands in it so it's basically just a crash course in brewing it's exactly an it is you get yeah. The oh yeah process. probably the least so nice and it will feed you we can feed our crew mm -hmm. are you oh, teaching the class alan are you teaching the class or you guys I, I generally teach most of the classes yeah. yeah the apprenticeship you just work with our production yeah. team so you work with sure. me everybody and other guys um and then we also house we all house ourselves and house the apprentice at the brewery. Uh, oh, nice face. on site. Yeah, yeah. And you, I, guess you, I would I would imagine that's that's pretty lame, and there's probably not much going on after the sun goes down. <laughs> no, <laughs> I would sure after about five thirty when they when they close the place, pretty boring. Everybody just not nine o'clock. Stops where they're at and they go to sleep. Right? Yeah, that's exactly what happens. It's exactly what happens. And then at seven a.m. they miraculously wake back up and then they're in the work mode. That's that's all that happens, right? That's, sure, that's, sure. You, know, you get it. You no, exactly no nailed that. No debauchery. debauchery. <laughs> we can't. Spell no the drum circles. No. Nope. Oh, jeez. No strange smells from the crowd. Stupid drum circle. I, I, I would tell you this. <laughs> You're trying to get sleep. Trying to go to sleep. sleep. And, uh, <laughs> cut it out. We. Uh, That's exactly uh, right. Exactly. Right. <laughs> having flashbacks. Yeah. Night off. Okay. Although when I brew upstairs, you really don't hear a whole lot upstairs. It's pretty well insulated. Yeah, not anymore. Not anymore. You, you didn't used to before we put all the walls. Walls up. up so. Yeah. So we, we, we feed our crew so and house our crew. You enhance the brewery to shut out the sounds of the drums. Yes, we <laughs> <Yeah. did>. Essentially. <laughs> exactly. Well, you figure we're up at, I'm up at 6 in the morning, and we're brewing by It's no joke. Seven or brewing eight. is no joke. No. Brewing is, what I, what I try to express to people that, that think that brewing is this, you know, this magical job that witches do in the middle of the night, it is an entirely blue-collar job. It is a blue-collar job, yeah. and you, you work with your hands, and you're in constant control. You have to remain 
or try to remain in constant control of your surroundings as they... Oh, you do. It's dangerous. Well, and if up at our place, at the Renaissance Festival, if you're in the rear brew house, the commercial brew house, it's like 100,000 plus BTU burgers. It's 140 degrees back yeah, then. Yeah, there's no air conditioning. It's out in the I woods. I fucking and the, yeah. hate fire furnaces. It goes... I hate them. It'll yep. literally get up into the 110, 120... On opening even, weekend. Even oh, more. 140 is our max. Yeah. So in, in the brew house. We have to... Step out of the brew house and come in and out. So at the end, end of the day, we uh, we have dinner, a few beers, and we get some taste. Uh, build our beer palate up. We do a little education class for our crew, and we go to bed mm-hmm. at midnight. Right. Lights yeah. out. Yeah, yeah, it starts yeah. at six a.m. again. Right. I can see that. I mean, I know plenty of times I got done at the brewery at one thirty in the afternoon in the summer and went home and felt like I was a kid. Dead. Took a shower. And felt like that I could just take on the world, and then I sat down, and that was it. That's it. You're through. You're through. You're done. (laughs) It's like four o'clock in the afternoon. It's all over with. Yeah, I'm done. Yeah, we have people coming all the time. Hey, come out to our our campsite with us. So wait a minute, you need to walk a mile to your campsite. (laughs) Right. right. You're gonna give me a free hot dog and a free beer and a mile back. I've got 16 taps at the Renaissance Festival, plus beers in the back and bottles. i got a crock pot full of food, AC in the back, upstairs in my room. I know where I'm partying yeah. next year. <laughs> and no, you may not stay. Go away. <laughs> the only question I have is, were you in Colorado last weekend? <laughs> we actually have a great, we have a lot of patrons out at the Renaissance Festival, and they, they really made us what we are. We I know a it's, a, it's a team effort out there. It Everybody is. supports each other. Yeah, they do. I, know you're, I know you're just joking because... It is such a team environment out there, and that's that's why we go every year is to experience that. I know Sylvia goes for a weekend, right? Which weekend are you going this year? Um, I'm going to do opening weekend and then pirate weekend, probably barbarian. Ooh, so yeah. those, are the, Ooh, three those, are the, those are usually the three. Knock them out. Yeah, so we just show up Friday camp and then Saturday and then Sunday. We try to go in, but we usually just stay around and. You know, Oktoberfest. Yeah. We'll do a, t- a keg on the stage. Ooh, we tap. We tap a wooden keg on the stage every year over the Kings. Which, which weekend is October that's going to be the 29th, Actually, mm-hmm. in September, which is when real Oktoberfest is. Right, right. Yeah. 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 Nice. We'll tap a wooden keg on stage for about a thousand people and hope it didn't go horribly and that's wrong. That's the. Was that the first weekend? <laughs> the first, first weekend. Yes. weekend. Yeah. Damn it. Yeah. Saddle up, Let's is it, go. Is it a, a firkin keg? It's a Are wooden, you going to tap a firkin It's a five-gallon firkin wooden keg. Yeah. yeah. Firkin keg. Wow. Firkin. <laughs> nice. It can go wrong. Can, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen too many of them go wrong. I always wild. smile at the people in the first row going, yeah. I'm going, yeah, you better hope. <laughs> you have no fucking idea what's going on here. But I hope I don't. stories. I hope I don't mess this up. Oh, my God. Jeez, so, dude. so the operate the uh, the tour at the Renaissance mm-hmm. Festival was named uh, the fifth best brewery tour in the U.S. by Men's Journal. Exactly, yeah, we, we were uh, shocked by that. Yeah, that High praise, yeah. caught us off guard. Yeah, yeah we, we had no uh, idea. We didn't. It, it was a great honor, and I have no idea how we got it, but we, we appreciate it. Uh, we, I think the thing is we're unique and offer a, a very different environment, a different experience than most brewery tours. Uh, you know, you go to a brewery tour and they here's your beer, that's your tank, there's a good fermenter. Yep. Have yep. a good day. A brewery tour like no other. Exactly. So ours is very unique. We're different. We're uh, the word unique doesn't even apply to us anymore. We're just out there yeah. on our own. Uh, so we were we were shocked and very honored to be the only one in Texas even on the list. Uh, but but to make that it was it's a big list. There's some big name people on there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That tour takes a little while. We call it a tour, but it's probably what thirty minutes worth yeah, of it's journey a, information. It's a journey. We, we walk around, show everything, yeah. and sit down, we'll sample beers, and it's it's a it's an experience. You no, know, we like, talk about the historic stuff, and then we sit and talk a little bit about what's going on in general, and then we take you to the back and we talk about the modern stuff. So it takes a half hour to do. Do you it. have a grain clock? Is that how you do your? We have a sand timer. Yeah. Literally, we, t- we, yeah. we brew a sand timer. Historically accurate. So we use all, so <laughs> like that old school NBA symbol that Mash yeah. Dunn and yeah. Ray, we, we, we have use one. all of that. That's, nice. We literally have all that. Nice. And use it. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. They're looking at the stickers. Right, look at, yeah. look at the stickers. Booth. Oh, oh. oh. Party, foul. Party, party foul. Party foul. It was hidden by my mic. I knew, I knew one yeah. day was coming. My mic was hidden by my mic. <laughs> Is that the first bill? First. I think it's a first bill, especially first bill over an iPad. It makes it even more powerful. I'm shocked it took it's this long. Ice. <laughs> <laughs> it's an ice bill. <laughs> the voice of God speaketh. 
So speaking of uh, unto you who spills the first beer. Speaking of the uh, the Firkins, we're going back to that conversation. You guys are pretty active in the Firkin Fest and the we Mardi actually Gras yeah we actually yeah. set the first Firkin Fest up in Texas with the uh, we partnered with the Texas Crab Brewers hey, Guild. If, if y'all could just watch the language a little bit, I'd appreciate it. <laughs> we fucking love to. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we we're a very unique operation. We do other festivals. We pull a permit and set everything up. Um, when is that typically? What month is We didn't do the Firkin Festival last year. The guilds didn't want to do one. We're going to do one this year. We're looking at probably, I can't decide whether to do it in the spring or do it in June next year. Yeah, it's, All right, so it's usually summertime. Right now we have uh, 6.75 million people listening, and some of those might not know what a Firkin is. Should we explain? Yeah, or so they might, they might think on the dusty. air? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> well played, sir. Thank you, thank you. Go ahead, Brad. Brad. Uh, I mean, Firkin is basically just a, uh, at least a modern Firkin is just a steel uh, barrel, essentially, that you use to age beer in. It's, it's been naturally carbonated. 5.75 gallons. No, it's I 10. 10 no? Po- I'm going to correct him. It's 10.8. That's, that's a 10. I'm sorry. Yeah. A 10 is 5, yeah. 10 is 5. Uh, yeah. What is a Firkin? 10.8 is a Firkin. is a measurement of Old English Standard, and it was 10.8. And they just now usually metal. But at, originally, a firkin was 10.8, a pin was 5.4, yeah. a hogshead was 52 gallons. Those are all old measurements, so that's just a measurement of, of deal. The difference between firkins is is a firkin is a cask of beer. It's very unique. Each firkin is different. You may have more than one made at the same time, but each firkin will have different characteristics and different flavor out of it. And you never know what's going to come out of that firkin until you tap it. Absolutely. Uh, whether, it's, whether it's carbonated, overcarbonated, undercarbonated, right? Uh, good, bad, gone bad. Yeah. Oh yeah. So you, you, you never know. When I've done them, I've done uh, kind of a, like a Firkin style and some cornies mm-hmm. before. It, we right. never we never did it our deal, but re-crousing the beer after you've already secondaried it, and then you go into the corny. It's. Yep. Uh, I don't think you can carbonate quite like that in any other process. I think it. it it's, I, I love it because it's a natural deal that yeah. happens, and you don't have to worry about. I need to carbonate this beer. I need to do this, and you do it with nature and science to. Yeah. But you got to get it right. It's a gamble. Man, yeah. <laughs> it's a gamble. Really, without a microscope, there's no way to predict what is. No. So I always shoot for the short side. That's good. That's what yes, I do. Uh, I shoot for the short side, and then usually come up about moderate. But I mean, if you overshoot anything, you're pretty much. Uh, just let it settle for about a half hour and come back, and we can give you another half a glass. Well, the, the, the hard part is getting it even tapped sometimes. Do do? Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of funny YouTube videos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because yeah. you got to put a uh, you got to put a spile in it to let right. it vent, and then hopefully you can get a nope. plug into We're it. We're done. Black plague is out. No. We're on, so that was the uh, Black Plague, and we're on to... What are we on to, Brad? So this is the barrel-aged Black Plague. <laughs> so it's the same thing, except this was aged for, I think, 10 months in a um, Ranger Creek barrel. Ooh. Score. Nice. This is actually the second running of that barrel, too. Yeah. Wow. Oh, wow. That's efficient. Yeah. Uh, we have a third running with Patient Zero. We'll see how it comes out. Third running of a barrel is kind of tough. That's yeah. You start to get a little bit uh, sketchy on the third run. Well, look, Brad, pour some of those. We're gonna come back to this after the break and talk about some more of this gray beer. The Galactic Guys. Watch us on Facebook Live and YouTube. And don't forget to tell us how pretty we look. It's what your mother would want. And no one knows your mom like the Galactic Guys. Go to VinylDraftRadio.com. Elite Care 24-Hour Emergency Room in League City offers all of the services found at a traditional hospital emergency room, but adds very short wait times, a clean and comfortable location, and outstanding service. The goal? For you to see an emergency room physician within 10 minutes of your visit, and to provide you with the best, most comfortable experience while you're with them. Elite Care 24-Hour is located at 2530 Gulf Freeway in League City. Call 281-337-7500. Prom season, wedding season, homecoming. Get the look you want this year at Muzzy's. Your one-stop shop, Muzzy's has everything you need to look great with the perfect dresses, shoes, and accessories. These events will be unforgettable, so shouldn't you be too? Find us online at muzzies.com or come see owner Lynn Red and her amazing staff. 
Muzzies, fashion with an attitude. Make plans for the 38th annual Great Texas Mosquito Festival, July 26th, 27th, and 28th in Clute, Texas. Enjoy three fun-filled days of live music, food, and family fun. On Friday night, see the Spasmatics with MCA recording artist David Nail. On Saturday, start the party off right with New Orleans' favorites, Bag of Donuts, and finish the night with Texas' favorite, Kevin Fowler. For more information and a complete schedule of events, go to mosquitofestival.com. It's the Great Texas Mosquito Festival, July 26th through 28th. Sponsored in part by Clute Parks and Recreation and Bud Light. Chuck Sports Bar and Memorabilia in League City is exactly what you picture a hometown bar to be. A perfect place to watch the game with friends, all the while enjoying great food, great drinks, and a friendly staff. Chuck's is also the home of Celebrity Bartender Nights, Open Mic Nights with Robert Del Toro, Karaoke Nights, and more. Chuck's is located at 601 East Main in Old League City and is open Tuesday through Thursday from 4 to 11 p.m. and Friday and Saturday from 4 to 1 a.m. Call Chuck's 832-632-1325 or find them on Facebook by searching Chuck's Sports Bar League City. One of them just threw up in the men's room. That's gross. We're back to the Galactic Guys and the Galactic Coast Power Hour on Final Draft Radio. Space travel. Beer. Does this look infected? Beer. Voting. Did we mention there's beer? Hey, thanks for listening. We'll be back next week, we think. Thursday nights, 7 p.m. Galactic Coast Power Hour, Final Draft Radio. I got right, whatever. Oh, okay. Oh, now we're live. We're good. Hey, and we're back. And that was a quick week, and we're back already. <laughs> so, uh, all right, so we got the, the, the lads. Uh, what, what, is there a Scottish term for lads? I mean, Lads I, is a Scottish term. Yeah, I thought it was. That, yeah. that was. I was hoping it was. To be a, a man or young man. Yeah, Hard to be alive. How, how long did you practice your accent? Because I mean, it's spot on. I mean, it's oh, great. Oh, oh, is that is that artificial? Sure, why not? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> you buy it at the store. A little bit of Sean Connery going there. The problem is if I really get if I really get intoxicated, which has happened occasionally, my wife will say, "Go to your bro," because I can't understand a word you're saying in English. Oh, you're fucking playing with me now. Uh-huh. I am. I think that sounds great. I appreciate that greatly. <laughs> your mum said so too. <laughs> Some things in here don't react well to bullets. <laughs> Man, I watch that movie at least once a year. I love that movie. It's for Red October. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Classic. We'll get stuck sometimes. It's really embarrassing. The other day, last weekend, I was at the deal. I was working the counter. Mm-hmm. And I said, it'd be five pounds for Lord. And they go, what? <laughs> Never mind, I'm sorry. Oh, boy. It gave me $5, sir. Can't come back. $5, sir. $5. So now that now RenFest is coming up, it's coming I, up fast, mm-hmm. right? Gearing mm-hmm. up for that. And you're, you're brewing. You've already mentioned you're, you're trying to brew up for all this. Mm-hmm. Now you've got an opening of a store in Pasadena. You've got all this brewing you've got to get done to get uh, your Renaissance Festival up and running. Right? You have drums beating at your door every night. Where are you going to spend the night during RenFest this year? Where am I going to spend the night? In bed. Absolutely. Is this personal? <laughs> okay. My, my, okay. My what is... I, I'm, a, I'm a married man. <laughs> what is... There's a tear coming right now. So what? I'm not saying you can't afford me, but it's going to be high. Are you going to stay on grounds? In yeah, we, yeah. So no. we we built the the brewery. Uh, so Renfest, you know, there's booths that are there. Absolutely. A lot of people don't know that there's, there's housing a, there's, behind. There's a, a rear building yep, yep. that we built by hand. Oh wow! The two of us Everything, and yeah. uh, no, uh, another O'Neal. one of our guys, James O'Neill. Uh, the we. Literally went up there every weekend for a summer and hammered and nailed and poured concrete and built wiring and pulled pipes and so everything. The, and the, when we did it, we built a second story that's just housing. Oh, cool! And that, we thought you had ahead. already mentioned that yeah. this was where your apprenticeship had happened. Yeah. If you get a couple of apprentices during the uh, during the Renfest season and they stay up there in the there housing, is, so you are going to yes. continue the tradition yes. of staying at your housing during oh, Renfest. Yeah. Yeah. It's too far to drive back and forth. That is awesome. Awesome. And yeah. the, the traffic's is too awesome. horrible. To, the, and you've got to keep that brewery running. That's your mainstay, oh, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. That's where you yeah. started. That's mm-hmm. your. But it's not going anywhere. That's your sheet. We head. tried hooking up the trailer; it wouldn't work. No, there, there will be some <laughs> personnel changes in that. Uh, since we have a tap room in the second in the new location, and we have a production facility in the location, some of us will have to split time, probably. Right, right. But, but I, mean, I think that's yeah. going to grow your forces, though. Right? We are. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll increase crew. Forces. We've been yeah. really lucky. We got about seventeen people to work with us year round, and we're fixing to expand that probably to about thirty-four, probably. Yeah. So my favorite things about you is is not only are you a new trend, but you don't do beers that are a new trend because. 
you do things the old way. So right. it's it's kind of like a, a new trend meets the old, old trend mm-hmm. kind of kind of thing. And I really really enjoy that. Not only do I enjoy the beers, but the whole y'all opening in Pasadena with the beer school. I think it really you're 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 trying to propel the art of brewing. We do, we do. and I yeah. can appreciate that and respect oh, that for sure. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, everyone that follows my blog knows that I'm all about the hip, you know, hot styles and you know trying to follow things around. But that's like nothing that I've ever wanted from you because you guys make classic just on point beers every single time and now, I, I don't want say, that going away you know we did a hazy IPA about nine years ago yeah it's time we were way ahead of the curve we, we yeah. did an IPA and it was hazy is that an RF IPA yeah an RF IPA a renaissance festival I mean I mean bring it back I mean you're gonna have people lined outside your door bring it back we're not doing hazy IPA I Get them I, trendy sours. I, trendy I, sours, no. yeah. <laughs> we made no. two sours at the brewery so far. Yeah, both packs. Really? That's what I used to call sours was ruined beer. Yeah, that's what it is. That's uh, what the entire industry—it's <laughs> an effective well, I beer. To, I used to say the goza. Yeah, goza right down the drain. <laughs> Get out of here, Mike. Get out of here. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I really I, am. It's a solid style these days. And yeah, people yes, try to brew it. it is. And it's a historically accurate beer. It's just it when you're trying to do it historically accurate, I respect it. Absolutely. When you're trying to sell beer that you fucked up, <laughs> I do not respect you. That's marketing. That is, <laughs> no, that is bullshit. That is well, not know, marketing. Green Ogre is yeah. marketing. Yeah, yeah. We had a, an apprentice who... Uh, Worked with us for a couple of years, and then instead of putting 0.6 ounces into a 10 gallon batch, he put in six ounces of hops. That yeah, arrogant so, bastard was mm, made by accident. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of things that happen by accident, and yeah. that's the thing on the brewery floor is you never know what's going to happen on the brewery floor from day to day. You might make some simple error in your head, and the next thing you know, yeah. if you keep your your records accurate, you go back we and do. look at yeah. it and go, yeah. everything written down. Uh, oh my God, I think I just discovered that the myth that I heard from someone <laughs> is bullshit. So or yeah. You know, or yeah. maybe, oh my God, it did need more hops. I just made a miscalculation and forgot the decimal. Right. No, Green, green Ogre, we've actually refined it. Like the first batch was a pure accident and was just you're crunchy. Like you could chew it. That's a good story. It's so yeah. like you pull back a little on this and maybe we got something. So, so we refined it a bit. It's still just a kind of a uh, bitter monster, but. Um, Brad's not an IPA guy. I, I am. I enjoy it's my it. best beer. It's my favorite beer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I recognize it. It's for beer what number it is. two for me. I'm a, I'm a, I love multi beers. Actually, three. Like hoppy beers. So yeah, we're team multi and hoppy. Right, yeah. multi and hoppy. Well balanced. Well yes. balanced. Well balanced. <laughs> we're looking at John. John, <laughs> John's looking at porn. I'm looking at porn over there. Twenty-eight different angles. Uh, okay, so one thing about you know, like the uh, the green ogre, I guess, is that if you kind of miss on a recipe and you have a brew pub license, you can just call it whatever you want, you know. And uh, whereas if you have a production brewery, you got to send off for label approval and stuff. Well, like that's that. that's actually not true. You yeah. you could put it in the tap room and sell it without a label approval. Well, exactly. That's yeah. my point. Yeah. Brew pub, you know, you have the ultimate flexibility. Too, yeah. I mean, every anything you brew, you can call it something. And brew yeah. pub has a lot of benefits to it. In fact, I don't know why anybody would open up a brewery right now. So true. True. unless you're million dollar, but when Y'all yeah, opened up. Right. You had to be under the brewery, right? Did y'all? No, we were a brew pub star initially. Because they're, 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 they were going to be on site from yeah. day one. Yeah, yeah. We, we were on site oh, since day one, okay. and then we worked with the legislature in 2013. We worked really hard with the guild to get the law changed to allow brew pubs to sell outside of our system. And the guild right, was right. Uh, was uh, kind of spearheaded from a brew pub guy in San Antonio, Free Free Tail. I mean, he was oh, Scott. Scott, yeah, yeah, Scott, yeah, Scott he, met, he was yeah, on the board. Yeah, yeah, yeah he was. He was. You could argue that brew pubs made the biggest jump forward. We made, and, I would say that, but I would tell you that the breweries, the production breweries, were staying with us and it stood side oh, yeah, by side. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the guild's been really, really beneficial. With, um, you know, I've been in other industries before, and if I was uh, in retail sales and talked to a competitor, I'd get fired. In brewing, it's it's a brotherhood. And absolutely. Brothers and, and, and sisters absolutely. in brew, it, yeah. It's all about the beer, uh, and if we need help, I can call somebody. Uh, you know, a few years ago, uh, Black Plague is having problems, and I gave a bottle to Brock Wagner and one to uh, Eric Warner, and both of them came back and, and gave you an analysis yes. or what you I said. Thought. I think, what's right? What's wrong? If something's not right in this beer. What's wrong with it? Right, right, and right. They both came back and said, just pitch more yeast. So I was thinking, you do. We're, wow. we're, we're under pitching our yeast. Right, right, right. Uh, so, you know, we're competitive. So you're getting slight esters and, and a yeah. way too cloying sweetness yeah, yeah, in the yeah, background? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's, it's, an, it's a nice, uh, nice business. Uh, people are supportive of each other. If you need something, uh, we help you out. You help us out. 
But we're all competitors with the market, though. Well, you know, every time we've asked somebody what the most surprising thing about this market when you join it with, with the brewery was the, the collaboration with each other and the brotherhood that happens between everybody, that was the most surprising thing. And, you know, before we opened, and we opened after you guys, we opened in 2012. <clears throat> right. And we had announced both to Brock and to, uh, at the time, it was, it was Brian Dave. Williams at Southern Star. Dave was, was the head brewer, but right. Brian was the guy that we knew okay. that we uh, we dealt with at the time. And, uh, Good folks we, at Southern Star. Yeah, mm-hmm. and we, we announced it at, to both of them that we were going to open and nothing but, you know, Hey, rising tide floats all boats. If yeah. you have any problems, give us a call. And they yep. mean it. They and they, they, they do. They, do. they absolutely mean it. Yeah. And absolutely. we'd see them at trade shows. And it's like there's like the trade show that everybody goes to where they get to drink these beers from all these other breweries. What they don't understand, there's like a second trade show going behind on the in the, yeah, back, exactly. in the yeah. behind the scenes yeah. where we're all having like the best time of our life drinking everybody else's beer. <laughs> and the last oh, thing yeah. you're going to be caught drinking is your own beer because there's so many home. other beers. Oh, exactly. Yeah. And it turns into this thing. And then the next thing you know, it's two in the morning, and you still got half a keg to drink. And that's right. It's a beautiful thing. And you know, the brotherhood among brewers is really—it was my unexpected. It was so yeah. many others unexpected. So, and that goes around the United States. I've been—I travel and go to the places, and it's—it it doesn't matter where you're at in the United States and in the world. Actually, uh, my my daughter went to England and uh, dropped her card on, on a distillery, and they they treat like she's a queen. Right, um, right. She works for us at the brewery, so it's not like she was just well, out there. <laughs> better, better if, if everybody's bar is raised, exactly. then, we, then yeah. we all we all keep and raising, yeah. right? I mean, about. that's the thing. It's making yeah. things better and helping people out. Right? We, we randomly walked into a winery a couple of years ago, and they just treated us like we were VIPs. We had to tell them, stop. Yeah, yeah. actually, we're, we're, <laughs> I still got to drive to where I'm going. I'll give you a good example. That is Southern Star used to make more Levant, and they stopped making it. It's a very expensive beer to make. It's very hard beer to make my wife's favorite beer in the entire world that was a saison uh it's a uh beer to, beer to guard, beer to guard, beer to guard. Yeah. so my my wife and we're talking to dave one day she says you stop making more levant and just it's my favorite beer and he goes i'll tell you what alan it's yours you can have it now and he came out and he helped us make the first batch so we were releasing more levant in october Nice. Oh, oh what? wow. Le Mort Levant. Well, Le Mort Levant, Sissavant, which means remembered. Remembered. Nice. Yeah. That is freaking awesome. <laughs> so, are you going to be serving that at the Ren Fest? We'll have someone tap Because that, yeah. yeah. that's probably going to be, what, 7, 7, 8%? No, it's not. It's, it's not. Six, 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 two. We, we did last year. Dave came out and brewed it with us at the fair, uh, put it on tap. Uh, we sold out, except for the case i had for my wife to take home <laughs> <laughs> lucky lady nobody heard nobody heard that gotta take care of mama <laughs> yep uh, but yeah it sold out last year and we'll, we'll do it again this year it's just a really hard beer to brew yeah, yeah it is. it's it's tough um the way if she didn't love it we wouldn't make it because it's yeah it's a decoction 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 yeah uh, yeah fragile little little beast yeah yeah it's, decoctions are tough it's, so and with your new water system i guess that's even more you know, that's going to be, we can do three, we need three barrels three in barrel. production. Yeah. So, barrels, so yeah. that's the one drawback to that system where the you pull the ten away from it is if you're going to do any decoction, you can only use one and then the other. But we can't right, do it. Right, we right, we right. have another vessel. We just don't use it as a yeah. mash tun. Well, what you have to do is split the two systems into one system and grab that second mash tun and turn it into your kettle. Yeah, that's turn what it into yeah, your decoction. Yeah. Exactly. So you're losing you're losing half, but you can overjuice your mash tun and not have to make it up because yeah. true because you are decocting. So yeah. you can get about. Uh, we'll get three barrels out of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think so. We, what's, yeah. what's the last beer over there? We, oh, that's, we haven't opened that open one. That it's one an up. experimental beer. So, it's an experimental beer. So we've, we've been calling it Rustin's IPA. I think at one point we were going to name it Humulus Lupulus Chimera. No, the, we're, we're, we're working really on it. Can you spell that? Please? Yeah. yeah. Can, is, can is there an abbreviation? Well, we're looking so, to make sure so it's not taken because yeah. <laughs> I don't want to see this letter. Right now it's... Hey, hopefully, hopefully it's from Bud Light, right? Bud Light, you know, yeah. Then you get right. tickets to the Super Bowl. Really, <laughs> right dilly. Right I hate that uh, term. Right now it's Rustin's IPA, and it's one of our brewers, Rustin Royal. It's his recipe. Mm, this thing smells exquisite. It is. And, it is uh, good. Mm, he, he we're going to tweak feeling. it a little bit, and we're going to redo it. And that's going to come out of the market. Mm. Wow. You're dry some, hopping the shit out of this, huh? Yeah. And that's got a, a plethora of hops in oh it. Oh, my God. That's, that's a very hoppy, expensive beer. And grass and... 
really clean. Ooh, Good lord, yeah, yeah, but yeah, it like is that, crisp. Like it's got like a citrus crisp yeah. to it. Yeah, we got to give Rustin credit for this one. This is this he did is, a good job with this. He oh, came wow. to us. It and, smells uh, clean. He said, "I want to do this," and we looked at it. And he did it once at home. And I said, "Okay, let's, let's do it here." So uh, extra, if anybody. We're gonna tweak. Brewery was this done at? Your new one in Pasadena. Our new one. Our new one. Yeah. Yeah. Y'all are y'all are yeah. What's the water problems y'all are talking about? Oh well, no, no. It's it's, it's, it's the amount of water we need yeah, per grain. We're volumes. tweaking. Yeah, well, you know, you've it's been you've been brewing on like 18th century equipment for so long. I mean, come on now, this is a good beer. Put my thumb in it, anything, but dude, this is really good. Hey, turbid brewing, you know. I mean, they they acted all like they knew what was going on, and then they just threw it out to the thing and said, "Please, God." Make this beer. <laughs> we have no idea what we're doing. Yeah, right. <laughs> this is really good. Like it's that. super smooth, yeah. easy drinking. Very yeah, we're gonna tweak one thing. We want a little more mouthfeel. <clears throat> it's a little thin, we think. So we're gonna fix that. Problem. Actually, I would say I was, it's it's thick, but it's dry, and yeah. I think dry is good That's in right. this style of beer. Yeah. So I would yep. say rock on. I would say it was. I'd say it was. Good. I'd say the mouth feels pretty. pretty it's a good. cleaning. Yeah. It's a cleaning swipe as it goes through. Or a little over yeah. protective aroma. Yeah. I'd say before I got a shot, I'd be like, Doctor, can you use my favorite IPA? <laughs> if I'm going to get alcohol on my system, I want it to be good, not that rubbing alcohol shit you're using. Exactly. <laughs> mm-hmm. So that, that'll be that'll probably come out in the fall. Um, awesome. In, in stores. So uh, why don't you why don't y'all tell us where you're located again? I know John's been over. Where are you located? I'm located at 5041 Spencer Highway, number 703, Pasadena, Texas, right across from Don Keys. Don Keys. We are about about a quarter mile west of the Beltway, so you can get there easily. It's easy access no matter mm-hmm. where you're convenient. at. Yeah, wow. super easy. Convenient. We're looking to have it in a grand opening on August 25th. That'll be a ticketed event. Um, and rumor has it that we have one of our patrons last weekend. I can say this guy. Yeah. We had a patron come to last weekend and say, hey, you know, the problem is that your Bay Area is too hot. I said, well, it's a Bay. It's no air conditioning. Yes. It's in Texas. <laughs> metal warehouse. It's in July. It's metal <laughs> right. warehouse. So, uh, have they not been here? Well, he, uh, he said, the problem is you need to AC it. I said, that's a great idea. But, you know, he goes, I'll bring you an AC. Yeah. Yeah. So we may put up having, or show up. We may have an AC to Ooh, AC the entire warehouse. Nice. Oh my God, that would be such a blessing. Big warehouse yes. party that would is be what a I blessing. see. So we expand our small teeny weeny tap room into our bay area, which will be a big deal on yeah. on, on seating. Yep. Well, thanks, Alan. Thanks, Brad. Look, you you transitioned from a Renfest from a, a a couple of month a year weekend event to a full blown brewery and brew school in Pasadena. And not only do I respect the hell of Nationally what you're ranked, doing, by the way. but Nationally I respect ranked. the hell of, of where you're going. And thanks for coming on our show, and thanks for gracing us yeah. and answering our questions. We really appreciate yeah. it. Thank you. These beers are magnificent. Yeah.